That's right. It is patent stew today for Glenn. Uh, let me tell you about Grip6. I've been talking to you for a while about Grip6. They make amazing belts, wallets, and socks, all in America, out of uh, only American materials. Well, now they're introducing a new product, Bird Pickleball Paddles. I'm excited. I've got one of these ordered already. Uh, whether you're an avid player or new to the game entirely, you're going to love these paddles. They're designed to up your pickleball game and bring some joy to your summer. Uh, it, they're really cool. They're carbon fiber. They're uh, engineered for maximum spin with a focus on durability and rigidity. If, uh, if you haven't played pickleball yet, it's fun. It's just a freaking fun game to play. And they've got the classic design. They've also got the ergonomic version to lessen the strain on your elbow and joints. So players of all skill levels can have a competitive chance. Don't miss the early bird special, which has a limited numbered set of first edition paddles up to $70 off right now. They come with a lifetime guarantee, plus an exclusive paddle deal with lifetime warranty and free future upgrades. Mother's Day and Father's Day are coming up. Great gift right here. Support American manufacturing and upgrade your pickleball game with Bird Pickleball. Head to Grip6.com or BirdPickleball.com. BirdPickleball.com. Tara Reed. Oh, by the way, welcome. It's Pat and Stu today for Glenn, uh, who's not in today. Hopefully, we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, Tara Reed had some interesting things to say about Joe Biden. Um, we'll get into that. Joe Biden's got some interesting things to say about a lot of stuff. Uh, share that with you as well. Coming up, and it'll start in 60 seconds. Terry wrote in about her dog's experience with Rough Greens. She writes, My two dogs have been on Rough Greens for four months. I no longer have to give Tilly an allergy pill that she previously needed, and I stopped a probiotic I was using because Rough Greens already has it. And Tucker, who has wasn't eating much at all, now has a great appetite. Thank you, Rough Greens. Is that what Tucker Carlson's doing now? He's eating Rough Greens. Wow. Yes. I mean, it's mm-hmm. been, it's yeah. been a, a big change. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks for writing in, Terry. Uh, dog food is dead food. Everybody knows that. Nutrition isn't brown. It's green. Fortunately, naturopathic doctor Dennis Black invented the solution. It's Rough Greens. Rough Greens isn't a dog food. It's a supplement you sprinkle on the food, and it's full of vitamins and minerals, probiotics, and antioxidants, things that are going to make your dog healthy and happy. Most dogs love Rough Greens right off the bat. Let's, uh, let, let, let Rough Greens boost your dog's food back to life. They have a special deal going on right now at roughgreens.com slash Beck. Get your first bag free. It's right free. All you do is pay shipping. Go to roughgreens.com slash Beck or call 833-GLEN33. It's ruffgreens.com slash Beck or 833-GLEN33. Call today. Um, Biden accuser, Tara Reid. Now, she, she claims that Biden pushed her up against a wall and sexually assaulted her. Uh, and, and had a, a contemporaneous witness, we should note. Uh, at the time, he she told someone, at the time it happened, 
Right. Mm-hmm. So which kind of lends it some credibility. Well, it it's the ultimate credibility to every case against uh, every other every case. other guy. Yes. Right. Like that's yeah. what that's the the whole game. Yes. Uh, well, this week on social media, she said that if something happened to her, she's not suicidal, and all roads lead to Joe Biden. So she's apparently a little nervous about uh, where she stands with the supposedly most powerful man on earth. Um, Reid alleged during the, uh, of course, 2020 presidential election that in 1993, then Senator Biden forced himself on her uh, while she was a staffer in a deserted hallway of a Senate building and, and sexually assaulted her. Um, she said, I want to make something clear. If something happens to me, all roads lead to Joe Biden. Joe Biden and DNC political machine threats, bullying, and intimidation over the last three years will not work. I am not suicidal. I should be, not be under investigation, nor am I a foreign agent. I'm a private citizen. I was a former staffer of Joe Biden's that was chosen to step forward to tell the truth. That has chosen. She wasn't chosen by somebody. She chose. The tactics use using intimidation and bullying to silence me and suppress me using DOJ and FBI and social media will not work. Leave me alone. I didn't realize she was being hassled this way or intimidated. Uh, hadn't read that in the past. She's had all sorts of problems. I know Glenn did a podcast with her um, not too long ago. Uh, well, it was a little while. I think, uh, let's see. Well, the, in, the title of the podcast on YouTube is We'll Effing Destroy You, Tara Reid Punished for Exposing Biden. So I think okay. she's been talking about yeah, this a little okay. for a while now. Yeah, she has. Uh, if you want to check that out, it is available on YouTube for everybody. Um, you know, look, it's really hard to go back multiple decades to litigate mm-hmm. one of these situations. It is, yeah. It, it does. It's re- impossible to prove. It's impossible to prove. We're seeing this with E. Jean Carroll right now, right? Like, you know... I don't know. Did something happen with her and and Donald Trump? I don't think so. Mm. But how would we Mm -hmm. know? It was 30 years ago. Right. And and how would you know? Um, But I will say that uh, if you look at the hypocrisy of the situation from the left and the media, who constantly tell us we should either believe all women. I guess they've backed off of that one a little bit. They They haven't been saying that quite as often, but that was their initial pitch. Just believe women. Whenever they say, whatever a woman, trust them by their genitals. If they yep. happen to have a certain type, uh, then believe them. Now, of course, they don't have to have that type to be a woman. And uh, mm-hmm. you should also believe them, I guess. But uh, unless they, of course, commit a mass shooting as a transgendered person, then they're not transgendered. That, then they were lying the entire time. <laughs> I don't know their rules anymore. I've lost track of them. But well, it, they make them up as they go. That is. What and so you never really know what the rules are. Uh, it depends on the circumstance. It depends on what benefits you know? them at that moment. That's that what is it depends the fundamental on. principle at play. Yep. What benefits them at this moment to 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 entertain Tara Reid's claims do not benefit them at this moment. Now there may be a time mm-hmm. in the future they may decide, you know what, we don't want Joe Biden anymore. We want Gavin Newsom. We want Joe Biden to lose. Then they will take Tara Reid's claim seriously. Yep. That's when that will happen. It's what happened with And Bill it'll Clinton. just come up like out of the blue. Like they just realized, yeah. oh, wait, Tara Reid claims that she was sexually assaulted by Joe Biden 
We should look into that. We should. Of course. It's very serious. It's what happened basically with with Bill Clinton, right? Mm -hmm. Bill Clinton was the darling. They ignored all the very credible accusations against him for years and years and years and years and years. They blew it all off. It was right-wing conspiracy back then. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, the 2016 election happens. They have no longer have a use for Hillary Clinton. Mm -hmm. She's gone. The Me Too thing is the thing they want to push at this time. So then they decide to, you know, toss Bill Clinton aside, largely. And that's basically yep. what's happened. Yep. You know, now he's no longer... Yeah, he's uh, not protected like he once was. Nope. Not at all. No longer media. useful. Wow. Um, also, Biden, apparently, his speechwriters have decided that it's time for him to start addressing his age in a funny way. Mm. You know, and his mental acuity. I mean, I already, in a funny way. I've already thought it was pretty funny, frankly. Did you? Yeah, it's, it's been hilarious at times, uh, though also really disturbing at times. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. Uh, because I'm not sure there's anything funnier than the leader of the free world being completely incompetent. <laughs> I mean, that's a scream to me when you start joking about that yourself. Uh, that's really funny. Uh, but the guy is going to be 82 years old when the election rolls around. And so I guess they, they've they decided that his approval rating is so low now that they should maybe start acknowledging it and then own it. And I think they, they believe that maybe that'll get people uh, back in uh, or get him back in their good graces. I don't know. Even Democrats, I, I think, are a little leery right now of him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the polling certainly showing that. I saw uh, among blacks, 55% plan to vote for him. Did that's you see a, that stat? I mean, that's a horrific 55 number. 55% for a Democrat? It's usually in the 90s. Yeah. Now, it wasn't even in the 90s for him. It was in the 80s before this. But that's still... But we've seen a major drop-off. Way below. Now, this is an ABC Washington Post poll, which is, uh, you should take as seriously as you take other polls. I mean, it's not yeah. like a crazy pollster or anything that's going to give you hard right-wing results. It is, I would say, a really bad poll for Biden in that yeah. it's not yeah. exactly in line with uh, with most of the other pollsters. It's much, much worse. That being said, it's yeah, still... Yeah, the 36% yeah, approval rating is way really under... Low. What is it, like 43% Yeah, 42, 43 is yeah. usually where he is. Now, he's been in the 30s, and 36 is... You're bordering on that point where they start thinking, maybe we should run somebody else. I mean, I, yeah. I think that number is probably yeah. 30. You start seeing, uh, you start seeing um, approval ratings you know, in the high 20s. I will not be surprised mm. at all if somebody else big gets in the race. And I mean, you, you see the impact that RFK Jr. has had. You know, this is not yeah. a guy who's seen, he has no real campaign put together he's just a guy who you know he's, he's obviously got a big media personality but he's not uh, a guy who has put together a serious campaign apparatus and he's still showing up at 21 22 percent yeah that's a catastrophe for a sitting president <laughs> that's bad. I, I, like if yeah if you know gavin newsom got in maybe you'd expect that but the poll that they that showed uh gavin newsom or excuse me rfk jr at 21 or 22 percent the same poll had ron DeSantis at lower than that it wow. had it low, DeSantis at like 18. Jeez. So like the idea that RFK Jr. is making more inroads than Ron DeSantis, I don't think is actually accurate in the, in the long term. But, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. DeSantis hasn't even announced yet. There's a million asterisks to that. But we talk about DeSantis all the time. Mm -hmm. And RFK Jr. is not really seen as a major threat. If you put a guy like 
you know, if it, you start seeing approval ratings in the 29, 28 area, you'll see potentially somebody like Gavin Newsom who really wants this. It's blatantly obvious this guy wants this job. And he doesn't want to wait, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think until he wants to Until 2028. No. This, he thinks this is his time. And you know what? Usually, usually when you have that feeling, you better go for it. Mm-hmm. How many times have we seen mm-hmm. candidates be like, you know, I don't know. I'm going to wait four years. Bad idea. If, yeah. if what your goal is, is to uh, to become president of the United States, usually that's a failing strategy. I mean, Chris Christie's probably the perfect example of this. You go back to when yeah. he was first kind of hitting the scene and everyone was talking about him and he was the hot thing on the conservative side. Yep. And then he was like, you know what? I'm going to wait. And then he waited, and he made no impact whatsoever. And he st- and we found out who he really was. Right. That's the, the problem. I mean, a lot of it is yeah. like, unfortunately, the people who get excited about you eventually learn who you are. <laughs> so <laughs> you better jump in now. And you know, look, if you don't think you can do the job, uh, you know, you, you shouldn't jump in. But if you believe you you'd be best person for the job, I'd understand why you'd want to jump in to the race if mm-hmm. you think you have a path to the presidency. The issue here, of course, you know, on the Republican side is you get so many people in there. I don't know that we learn anything. You know, I, I think you want to have a, yeah. a situation where, you know, look, Ron DeSantis hasn't been tested at this level. He's never run a national campaign like this. He hasn't been tested at this level. We need to see if he can handle the heat. I think he can, uh, you know, but who knows? Donald Trump, we obviously know what we have there. There's a bunch of other people who have jumped in. Mm-hmm. Um, which is who knows, but I think you know these polls are really, really bad. The one that I think is really notable, the part of that ABC poll, is the part where they're talking about mental acuity, mental sharpness. Yeah, thirty-two percent believe mental, Joe Biden has the mental sharpness it takes to serve effectively as, as president. Which means thirty-two percent, sixty-eight percent do not. <laughs> incredible that's that's amazing that's incredible especially Mm -hmm. in this era of hyper partisanship where people basically will just click the button Mm -hmm. of their guy Mm -hmm. you know you don't normally see things like 32 percent for a candidate because you know 47 48 percent are going to vote for the democrat no matter who it is Mm -hmm. so the fact that only 32% believe he can actually do the job and a significant portion of Democrats will vote for him anyway is amazing. But I think perhaps the most amazing part about that is, you know, look, Donald Trump is by far, I think, the leader in the Republican primary, most likely to win the primary. He is 76 years old. He's not 60. Mm-hmm. He's not 55. He's 76. Joe Biden's 80. They're separate. They're the same era. They are four years separated. And what it tells you is that this is not about age. Donald Trump has a 22 point lead when it comes to the mental acuity standard. They say uh, 54% says Trump has the mental sharpness needed. Only 32% of Democrats. Remember, a large portion of that 54% despise Donald Trump with every fiber of their being. And they're still saying, mm-hmm. yeah, obviously he's sharper than Joe Biden right now. Obviously. This shows it's not about age. Yeah. It's about the fact that everyone has eyes he's and ears. Cognitively yeah. declined a lot. And it's not just you. It's not just me. It's not just everybody who nope. listens to conservative I mean, it's talk radio. Democrats, who too. It. They notice it, too. They know what you we know. You can't help but notice it now. You, you can't help but notice it. I mean, he's babbling. We'll play some 
audio in a minute uh, of him babbling about infrastructure, the debt limit, um, his poll numbers, and he just can't get through things. He just can't do it. And I think that it's finally starting to have an effect even on his base. Uh, we'll get to that coming up in one minute. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn today. Hopefully uh, Glenn will be back uh, tomorrow. Uh, Joe Biden on MSNBC uh, talking about the infrastructure uh, and so brilliantly. Mm. He's, he's really good here. Mr. President, there is a lot we can cover, but I want to start with maybe your most ambitious um, agenda item, and that's your infrastructure plans. This is something you have wanted to do for decades. Rebuild America, bring jobs back. Mm -hmm. But it's going to take time to implement it. People haven't seen it. A year from now, what will Americans see? Well, they're going to see bridges that didn't exist before that were shut down. They're going to see, for example, you're going to be able to get an Amtrak and instead of going through the tunnel of Baltimore at 30 miles an hour because nothing's been done under the mm-hmm. Chesapeake Bay for under the, the Baltimore River, uh, the Baltimore area mm. for 80 <laughs> years. They're going to be able to go to 100, the 100 miles an hour. Uh, We're gonna, they're going to see more. They're going to see railroads going from Syracuse to down uh, all the way down to New York, what? upstate New York. Uh, anyway, uh, to, to, to the city. But my, I guess Wait. what I'm saying what. I think that we're going to see wow. is movement. How Bass. can we be still going the mm-hmm. most mm-hmm. successful economy in the world without the first rate infrastructure? Uh, I think that what you're going to see is uh, people in the Baltimore River, uh, the Chesap, the, Bal- the Baltimore, you know, the water that's around Baltimore. I don't know what it's called, <laughs> but. Something it's called, and a, a lot of things haven't been built under that water for a long time. Really? Yeah. Wow, yeah. that's terrible. <laughs> You're kidding. You haven't built anything underneath the Chesapeake Bay for a while, mm. huh? I, I think well, it's time I, I to did, do that again. I, I should tell you, I do have a condo there. Um, <laughs> did it really yeah. under the Chesapeake Bay? It is beautiful. I bet that's nice. It's beautiful, yeah. especially yeah. This, this time of this year. This time of year, it's yeah. it's very when the blood in the water just right. just, just curdles just enough for you to kind of cut through it and <laughs> and get down to, right get down to that front porch, which is really nice. <laughs> it's really I bet a, I mean this is just this is embarrassing again. It is. People don't believe that he has the mental acuity to do this job. They also believe his physical health is terrible. He's 30 points behind Trump when it comes to the physical health uh, poll. Well, people see him walk. And when you see him walking out to the helicopter or wherever he's going or walking up onto a stage, he tries to do that little trot thing where he moves his arms really fast so it looks like he's he's jogging. (laughs) That's exactly what he does. Yeah, he just moves his arms. Like, we know you're not jogging. Okay, <laughs> stupid. Uh, that's right. Uh, and and he's lost every time he he gets off stage, unless Jill is there to guide him, or somebody comes up and guides him. He doesn't know where to go. He doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know where to turn. And you know they've told him over and over and over before the event. Okay, Mr. President, you're going to exit stage left and just walk down the stairs, and we'll be there for you. And he turns the wrong way every time. I mean, you saw the card that they took the photos of and they gave the, the, the question in advance from one of the yeah. reporters. Yeah. One of the other cards had, uh, you know, a an outline of who was there. And the first person on the list was you. Like, 
you, like as in Joe Biden, it just said you on the on the card. Like he had to remember that he was there. Oh man! I mean, that is not that's, that's bizarre. That's not good. No. Um, you know, remember uh, Richard Lewis, the comedian? Yeah. Um, yeah, he was a yes. big guy in the '80s. He's I curb your enthusiasm to this day. Uh, but he just came out with a video where he talked about how he has Parkinson's, and he said the re- the way that he discovered it was he was his feet. He noticed his feet were shuffling when he was walking around. And obviously, I'm not saying that Joe Biden has Parkinson's. God forbid. I hope he does not. But like, mm. it, it, he has that mm. same vibe. Like mm. the the walking when he walks from the you know uh, Marine One to to the press, he shuffles. He shuffles. He it's yeah. not. It, I mean, it looks it looks like there's a real problem there. It does. And I am not the only one who's noticing this. You're not hateful for noticing it. It does not mean that you dislike older people if you happen to notice it. It's fair for a citizen of a country to expect their leader to be coherent. That is a fair request. It's a fair standard. It's one that we should really? expect you our leaders to You don't to think hit. you're being a little too picky there? <laughs> no, I know. Really? Okay. No. Right. I mean, obviously, in California, you have uh, Dianne Feinstein, who can't mm-hmm. even make it to work anymore. Right. Uh, you have other... It's sad. You know, it's just really sad. The whole... Situation is that John Fetterman, who's not old, obviously right. has is completely incompetent to do this job. The Democrats are built on people that have absolutely no ability to do their jobs, and when they do them, it's worse. <laughs> I'd rather have people who just go stay at home. The best senator in the Democratic side right now is Dianne Feinstein, yeah, because she doesn't go up and she doesn't screw anything up. She just stays home. I hope she stays in office for a hundred years. The Glenn Beck Program. Mm. This year for Mother's Day, why not give mom a gift that's going to keep on giving forever? I'm talking about the gift of memories, well-preserved, carefully saved memories that she'll always be able to appreciate. You have all these old VHS tapes or camcorder tapes and photographs. You have probably a box or two of these things that are sitting around and you're never going to look at them. You're never going to see them again. Legacy Box gives you an opportunity to have them digitized so that they're preserved forever. All you have to do is put them in a box and they do everything by hand right here in the USA. And you get back not only the originals of everything you send in, but also digital copies on a thumb drive or in the cloud. It's so simple. It'll practically seem like magic. Legacy box is awesome. It's safe. It is easy and it'll help you be the family historian. Uh, and as for mom, of course, we'll just help her remind her that, you know, you're, of course, the favorite of all of her children. For a limited time, go to LegacyBox.com slash Beck for their best Mother's Day sale ever. Buy today and you'll take advantage of 60% off Legacy Box. 60% off Legacy Box right now. Just send in when you're ready. Get the box, do the work, and then send it in. They get everything taken care of for you at LegacyBox.com slash Beck. It's LegacyBox.com slash Beck. Check out my show, Pat Gray Unleashed. Every weekday, 7 to 9 live Eastern or anywhere and anytime you get your podcasts. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. 888-727-BECK. We were sharing some of the uh, Joe Biden interview on MSNBC the other day. And and, uh, he spoke about the debt limit which was brilliant, um, other than the fact that just about every word out of his mouth was a complete lie. Uh, now, other that than impor- that, it was really good. Is that important when you talk about the debt it, limit? Do you have yes. to say things that are true? Well, you should. Okay. I don't know that you have to, mm-hmm. but I'd prefer it. Okay. But I'm so this is just a personal like preference that. issue. It, basically, okay. yes. Uh, and here's how that went. 
You have a very strong economic recovery story to tell. Pause it for just a second if you can. Wait, hold on. What? You have a very strong economic recovery story to tell. Now, uh, what what (laughs) planet are we discussing? This is for Venus. Venus. Yeah, that's true. Venus was in a really, really. they had a really tough time. COVID hit them hard. It did. It killed everybody there. Yep. They're all gone now. Mm -hmm. Every single Venetian is dead. (laughs) Every one oh, of them. Oh, really? Yeah, all of them. Is that what they're called? Yeah, Venetians. Venetians. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, economic recovery. What are you talking about? We've got rampant inflation. We've got, I guess, the employment numbers have been okay, uh, if you're not a black person, because uh, those numbers are really low. Uh, record lows, I believe. And uh, he's about to claim that they're incredibly high. <laughs> well... So- so are, do you have to say, is, is the difference between low and high important when you're talking? Somewhat. Is that, I'd say there's... As a linguist, Pat. Yeah. Is that something that is important? <laughs> I'm going to say yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. There's more. However, in less than four weeks, mm-hmm. the government's going to run out of money. And so many of these economic wins could fall by the wayside. What? As president, what, what are you going to do wins. to help us avoid default? Look. Look. Not a single solitary Congress has ever reneged on the debt. The debt is not a debt that I accumulated. The debt is not a debt that occurred over the last several years. It's 200 years, the debt. Mm-hmm. 200 years. The chunk and of it is the, the last couple of years, And the idea that we wouldn't pay our debt is just bizarre. It's estimated that yeah, if we didn't pay, pay the debt, we'd lose 750,000 jobs. We'd have a recession. It would be a disaster. Pause it for, again idea, for a second. I can't. You, you got to go through this piece by piece because the lies... It, there's nobody is nobody's suggesting we should renege on our debt. No. Who is saying, yeah, we need to default on our debt. And even if they did that, there are certain things that must be done even then. Even if they even if they did decide, yeah, we're going to go into default here, they still have to pay social security and Medicaid payments and payments interest on loans and all of those things constitutionally they still have to do some things. They, yeah, I mean they have to my understanding, kind of the way this is set up, is it's basically the last thing, right? They they mm-hmm. can't they can't right. There is we the debt cannot be questioned. Uh, and essential things mm-hmm. have to still happen. Essential things have to happen. All of the bells and whistles would stop, mm-hmm. but tons of other things would stop too before we got to defaulting on the debt. I mean, that's yes. just, I, chances of that happening to. are it's almost zero, basically zero. I mean, you should yeah. not be worried about it. So it's. It's not, it should not be something that anyone is worried about. And he's acting as if Republicans are suggesting it. Right. You like, know the, we should this is do their policy. default on the debt. Right. This is straight out policy. It's not, yeah. even, it's not even what they are doing, which, of course, is just trying to negotiate for the most mm-hmm. minor requests to keep this debt slightly less terrible. Yeah. No one, but we should point yeah. out there are levels of this. No one is suggesting we, we uh, live within our means. The Republicans aren't even suggesting <laughs> no, they're that. Not. They're not no, even they're suggesting not. it. <laughs> there no literally no one is suggesting we cap spending where it is no one is suggesting it okay mm-hmm. as far as the official proposals i'm suggesting it but no one real is is suggesting it what the republicans are suggesting is a moderate increase in our spending every year not That's, even a decrease not, not a decrease yeah not a hold the line not a, we must spend less than we take in. None of those things that you would do at your house, none of those proposals are even being floated by the right-wing party. <laughs> none of them are even being considered. Mm-hmm. What they're asking for is, hey, what do you think that maybe 
we don't spend as much as planned going forward, which is, of course, an increase uh, of, you know, several percent per year. And they're saying like one percent per year. Wow. Not a decrease of one percent. No, an An increase increase increase. of one percent. This is a very rational, reasonable proposal. And by the way, we should also note one that they have no expectation of actually passing. Yeah, which is what he he's about to Mm -hmm. say. Uh, And he calls it ridiculous. Um, And the idea is someone for the first time is saying, unless you pass this ridiculous budget I have, which is the way I would characterize what the Republican MAGA budget is, unless you pass this budget, we're not going to increase the debt limit and we're going to go bankrupt. We're we're going to, the United States of America is going to renege for the first time. No, not what they're saying. No, lies. And you just can't, no no one's ever tied them together before. I've said to the Republican leader, here's the deal. Take Mm -hmm. the debt limit, pass it like you did four, three times when Trump was president and he increased the whole national debt for 200 years by 40%. Republicans would argue, and uh, that, though, that Donald Trump, at the very least, they would say, played ball. You're not willing to play ball. Play they would ball. Say. Play ball. What? <laughs> Could there he, be? He stop for a second. Could there be a an interview where she is someone is more leaning into what she wants the answers to be? No. Like she's just yeah. like she, she actually like interview. almost laughs at her own question there. Mm-hmm. If you see her facial expressions, if you if you happen to be watching on Blaze TV, you'd see them. Um, but if you're listening on radio, she's like almost smirking. She's like almost mm-hmm. giggling at her own question. Look, I know this is ridiculous, but I have to say it. It's like that type of vibe. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, he because it's not a real question, he's just going to say whatever he wants to say. Uh, to get himself out of it it's a Mm -hmm. look the debt ceiling was created for a reason is it the best look should you just live within your means yes should you just have a balanced budget yeah should we have a budget at all yeah yeah that's another good one that's another good idea since we had a budget (laughs) right uh and if you're going to have a debt ceiling why was it created it was created for moments like this it was not created like maybe a debt ceiling should be created right which is hey We've, we can't go above this number. That would be crazy. Let's set a big number. Let's let's never go near that. Let's never get over a trillion dollars. That would be nuts. Let's make sure we stay away from that. That might be a debt ceiling. This is a little more like the NBA salary cap, where everyone seems to be able to fit everything in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so this situation here where Biden, this this new version of the debt ceiling is just, let's just check on ourselves a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. when we hit this number, let's uh, let's examine what's going on for a second. That's really it. That's really it. And even that is insane to the Democrats to even consider mm-hmm. thinking about addressing why we keep bumping into this debt ceiling every few months and keep raising it and keep raising it. How how do you keep raising a ceiling? I mean, a ceiling is a ceiling. It's supposed to stop you. That is the point. At yeah. the point. And at the point where you hit that ceiling, you, you don't then just bust through the ceiling, which we do every single time. Mm. Republicans and Democrats alike, uh, they just bust through it every single time. All right, he had more. He, he ballooned the debt. He created unemployment. Look, when I came to office, we had incredibly high unemployment. We're in a situation where oh, we were 
had very little movement on anything going on. Wait, what? Look, look, look at the employment rate now. I'm mean, wait a minute. This just wait, today, Wait, this is the typical thing that Democrats have tried to do, where they just basically take the depths of COVID and act yep. like the reason yep. that they got turned around it was, was because of that. Yes, despite the fact, I mean, you know, all the exceptions we could obviously <laughs> note. It's it's such a dumb argument. We don't even need to outline how stupid it is. I mean, it really mm-hmm. is that ridiculous but to say that nothing was going on we were spending like five trillion dollars what do you mean nothing was going on (laughs) all we were doing was sending money and printing it and sending it out the door to people Mm -hmm. we spent five trillion dollars in that era with both republicans and democrats on board for it we should note now of course he kept going after the covid emergency was over and kept spending which is why we got all this inflation but I, I, I doubt that's part of his analysis here. Yeah, and then he lumps in the uh, and he cut the he cut the the uh, oh deficit gosh. by one point seven trillion dollars. Well, that just ended the COVID spending. <laughs> yeah, right. That's that's exactly right. And he just was given uh, the vaunted. Now, as you know, the Washington Post not exactly a right wing uh, publication. And they do their fact checking and they give you the Pinocchios. Mm-hmm. Um, they just gave him the very rare bottomless Pinocchio. Literally gave him a bottomless Pinocchio because he said this lie so many really? times. They wow. refuse to continually ke- keep fact-checking it because you just keep saying it, even though everyone knows it's not true. The bottomless Pinocchio wow. from the Washington Post for this claim. And he keeps saying it again. Yeah. Where's, I'm sure that the pushback is coming. I can't yeah. wait. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's more. This just today, 250,000 new jobs, highest participation in 75 years of women in the job market, lowest unemployment rate for African-Americans. Things are moving. As I said, you have a very strong economic recovery story. Why? But this is a very volatile Congress. There are members Mm. of Congress that might be Mm -hmm. okay with us defaulting. They think it could hurt you more politically, given that. Are you prepared to invoke the 14th Amendment and blow through the debt ceiling? I've not gotten there yet. And here's the deal. Uh, here's the deal. I think that, first of all, this is not your father's Republican Party. This is a different... Oh, my gosh. No, sir. A different yeah. No, sir. No. And I think that we have to make it clear to the American people that I am prepared to negotiate in detail with their budget. How much are you going to spend? How much are you going to tax? Where can we cut? For mm-hmm. example... In the first two years of my administration, I there cut the debt by $1.7 trillion. There it is. There 1.7 more than anybody's ever done in history. Oh my God. Their budget goes in. At, they, they, uh, there's no, uh, there's no that, possibility they can pass uh, their budget. No Zero. Really? Zero possibility. Right. They cut, they, they cut right. 200,000. Anyway, 200,000. I shouldn't get going on it. Because you don't know, you don't anyway, know what you're talking yeah, about. That's, is, his, that's his way no of getting out where he doesn't know what he's talking about. They cut 200,000. No, two. Because he, he, he doesn't know the number he at all. He can't keep numbers in his head. He's no. the worst. Let me give you some numbers if you'd like. All right. Biden uh, says he's cut it $1.7 trillion. Mm-hmm. He claims it's a record. The Congressional Budget Office, the official scorekeeper in February 2021, had already estimated the budget deficit would mm-hmm. fall dramatically in 2021 and 2022 because emergency pandemic spending would lapse. The 20 combined 2021 and 2022 budget deficits were projected by the CBO to be 3.31 trillion. In November, the CBO said the combined deficits were in fact 4.15 trillion. What happened? Biden enacted additional pandemic relief funds and other new policies resulting in more more mm. modest decline in the deficit. 
Okay, <laughs> it was projected to be much more than one point seven trillion dollars before he got into office. Wow. For instance, the deficit was projected to be about one trillion dollars in twenty twenty two, and it turned out to be one point three seven five trillion. So he added three hundred seventy five billion dollars. It was supposed to decline eight hundred seventy five billion dollars in twenty twenty one, but it was only three hundred sixty billion. So half a trillion dollars worse than projected. He's on TV bragging about it over and over again. No pushback from none. the person oh, who's interviewing him. No, in fact, she's playing along. Like, oh, I know you've done such a great job on the economic recovery. It's such a, you've got so many wins in the economy. What? What wins does he have? Mm. Incredible. Incredible. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. All right, your credit card debt is getting more expensive all the time. And if you're only able to make the minimum payment each month, it can be overwhelming trying to find a way out of debt. It's going to take years because most months you're not even touching the principal balance. Well, if you own a home, there's a better way. Tapping into your home's equity to pay off high interest debt can make a lot of sense. And it can save you a ton of money, both in the short and long term. And to help set that up, we love recommending American Financing. Uh, it's a family-owned mortgage company that is in it for you. They've been saving people like you an average of $1,000 a month. You can close in as fast as 10 days. Plus, you could end up being able to delay two mortgage payments and close in as little as you know, 10 days, which is really, really fast. Call is free. There's no obligation. Don't wait any longer. Uh, give them a call and start your savings journey today. Call American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. It's AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. The Glenn Beck Program. When was the last time you checked the legal title to your home? And by, you know, checked, I mean, made sure it's still in your name and not the name of some criminal. It's called home title, excuse me, uh, home title theft. And it is a nightmare uh, for you and for everyone around you if it hits you. Our home's title are, uh, they're all online now. And so a criminal can access and forge your signature. It's a race against time, uh, you know, to stop him or her, I will say. Sometimes they're female criminals too. Um, but they take out loans against your home. They can sell it out from underneath you. They can make it so you don't have a home anymore. When's the last time you checked your home's title? I'm guessing it's never. Maybe like when I bought the house. That's not going to work in this environment. Home Title Lock demonstrated to me how online criminals can get you. In minutes, they found the title to my home and forged my signature, slating uh, me for you know all sorts of financial collapse. Uh, I didn't want that to happen. Luckily, they're friendly and they weren't actually stealing my home. They're just showing me how easy it was to be stolen. Home Title Lock helps shut this kind of thing down. It's what they do, and they do it better than anyone. Uh, this is not the kind of thing you want to find out about after the damage is done. So be proactive and stop the crime before it happens. How do you know some criminal hasn't taken over the title to your home? Find out for free with the sign-up and get 30 risk-free days of protection when you use the promo code BACK at HomeTitleLock.com. The promo code is BACK. Go to HomeTitleLock.com, protect yourself, and use the promo code BACK at HomeTitleLock.com. This is Pat and Stu for Glenn today. Uh, hopefully, Glenn returns uh, tomorrow. The day after tomorrow is a big day because uh, that's when Title 42 ends. And we're expecting mm, probably a little more business at the southern border than, well, we've ever 
probably received in the history of this nation. Uh, there, there are caravans on the way. There are uh, people lining up. There are uh, tens of thousands already in El Paso. Have you seen the scenes from El Paso, Texas? It's incredible. And what's going on there? The fact that it's an American city is one of the most... It's outrageous. It's, it's repulsive. I mean, it's, it's something you'd expect from a third world country. And here we are looking at this it happening in not only our country, but the state world. we're sitting in. Yeah. I mean, uh, the fact that this is going on here in Texas or anywhere in America is disgraceful. And they've declared a state of emergency in El Paso. That's how bad it is. Um, they just, I mean, I, I don't know how their services aren't completely overwhelmed. Well, I think they are. I think they're completely overwhelmed by the deluge of illegals who have crossed the border and they're now just camped out uh it's outrageous title 42 is still in place that's the key thing here right this hasn't even happened yet yeah now i I will say i was listening to a little of the new york times podcast today and i do this to torture myself every morning i'm a masochist Mm -hmm. and i want to make sure i feel real pain every day uh and i do this good way to do it it's a good it was a very good way to do it and they said will it be easier or harder for you to get into the united states after title 42 goes down and guess what their answer was? Harder. 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 Oh, it's going to be so hard once Title 42 yeah, goes down. Yeah. Now, of course, mm. then they went to, to explain basically 9 million exceptions to whatever pitch they were trying to give that would make any person who comes to the border easily able to cross it. But they want you to know it's going to be a lot harder. I can't wait for a this. A lot harder. Because, you know, the, they've been saying they've got a year to prep for this. They've had plenty of time. Uh-huh. Put to put the plan in. Let's see how this goes this week. It's going to be fascinating to watch. The Glenn Beck Program.